Hello and welcome to Respect, the Dance Fest Weekly, hosted by me, Micaiah, and my beautiful co-host, Brandy Beasley. What's up, y'all? Welcome back. We're going into year three. Is it real? Uh, yeah. 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 We're going to get t-shirts for this, right? We'll get oh, to Respect t-shirts. We have to. Well, I noticed you're wearing your t-shirt, your Dance Fest. Who is this? This is Mixed ingredients or no, I can't. Yeah, that's mixed ingredients. Yeah, exactly. One of my favorite. We always wear our Dance Fest gear. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, welcome back, everyone. Uh, we are the pat- podcast that happens seasonally every year right before the SF, San Francisco International Hip Hop Dance Fest, which is now in its 24th year. Yes. This is yeah. This is huge. Twenty-four years ago, nineteen ninety-nine, Brandy and I were five years old. <laughs> exactly. And we said we're gonna start this festival. Uh nah, for real though. It it has it has grown to be a legendary event, outstanding and one of a kind. And we are honored that it is still going. And we're also honored that we are going to, after two years being off, have a live show. Oh, my goodness. In the palace, like it should be. Loud ass music. (laughs) (laughs) Not too loud all the time, but like just, you know, energizing. You feel it in your body, the crowd. Like we need we need that audience back. We need that audience back. And the performers need to be on that stage again. Mm -hmm. Really? Mm -hmm. Two years. So for the past two years, excuse me, we have produced a show. Have we not? We have put it together, made it happen. So that that first year, what was that? Was that 2020? Fully online, everything. Was a virtual show. Virtual show. Yeah. And then the next year was a basically a viewing party. That was really cool, though. I mean, you know, those pieces were beautiful and you can't do that on stage. But, you know, now I'm just like, what can we do now with just the combining of the things we, you know, that were done in the virtual show and the viewing party. And now, yeah, the pandemic was hard, but I think people had to pivot. Right. And some beautiful things did come out of it. So um, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, the pandemic was hard. I'm getting choked up about it, I guess. But the what we put out and I'm going to just pat ourselves on the back was outstanding. Mm-hmm. The, the the show that we did in 2020 and 2021, although virtual, was outstanding and moving and, and heart-wrenching and beautiful. And 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 I feel proud of us that that we 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 allowed artists to still create mm-hmm. and express and that we were still able to share. Yes. However, however everybody struggled right and so dance fest is struggling so we're we want to make it to that 25th year so we are you know reaching out to all the peeps all the networks to come together lift us up make sure we make it to year 25 we have to make it to year 25 oh my gosh and so we are having our one love um fundraising event november 3rd at the brava theater it's going to be so cool there's a premiere movie premiere um featuring feline finesse 
there's gonna it's gonna be fun there's gonna be raffles there's an interactive mural so if you've never been part of creating a mural you're gonna have to come on out and get your hands painted full of paint <laughs> to help me make this mural um yeah I, you know i'm always excited for dance fest events it's just my family yes come be part of our family november 3rd everything including the SF International Hip Hop Dance Fest tickets, which is happening this year, November 11, 12, and 13th. All of this is gonna be at sfhiphopdancefest.com. And tickets go on sale for One Love and for the Dance Fest on September the 1st. I don't know when this podcast will be aired, so it may be before or after, but nevertheless, you can get your tickets at sfhiphopdancefest.com. And you know what else you can get at, at sfhiphopdancefest.com? You can find out how to volunteer. You can get a t-shirt. Yeah, you can get a t-shirt. Yeah. yeah, you're right. You're right. Doing this. They do have, we do have shirts. You can Look, uh, volunteer, you can donate, you can find out how uh, to do a corporate sponsorship. Um, anytime you're looking for or you know someone who's looking for a cool organization, nonprofit to donate to, think of the Dance Fest because um, I think we're pretty cool. <laughs> I think we're pretty we cool. We are pretty cool. <laughs> Lots of people think we're cool. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So um, that's kind of us trying to catch everyone up to where we are now. On the front of performing, um, who's performing this year? I received many applications as I usually do and uh, reviewed them. I wanted to get the list of all the places that I received applications from, but it would require me trying to find that list. But I know it came from all of the continents. Nice. Maybe not uh, Antarctica. <laughs> but yeah. maybe, I didn't, but I did get a lot from Africa, a lot from Europe, a lot from South America, a lot from North America. Uh, and such great stuff. It's hard always, you know, Brandy, for me to, to, to make my decision because there's so many, there's so many really talented, inspiring artists all over the world. Mm -hmm. So uh, I have, I have curated the show. And I'm going to be straight up. It's mostly people in the United States this year. Um, mostly just because there's a lot of really dope artists here. But also, I just wanted to be careful with COVID. Bringing a whole lot of people here from overseas. That's right. I forget about backstage. Like, we're all kind of hugged up on each other backstage. Right, but just can we get them on a plane? That's true, stuff, too. Yeah. Through custom, you know, all of yeah. that. So we have a couple of people coming from overseas, but most people are like powerhouses. And one of the people who I hired to bring dancers here is a, an amazing artist. And I'd like for you to introduce him because he's our guest today. Yes. Our first guest for our third year. OK, you ready? All right. So Darrell Freedom with two eyes. Dunn is a movement composer known for pioneering the cinematic dance genre called epic. He is referred to as the Willy Wonka of movement. I love that. I love Willy Wonka. Um, and his work curates worlds of movement that bridge divides amongst people through philosophy and storytelling. 
that just, I love that. That touches me in so many different places, which is why I love Dance Fest and I love dance. And I'm so happy to have Freedom here with us. Welcome, Freedom. Welcome. Hello, hello, hello. How are you guys doing today? Good, good. The sun's shining. Sun's shining. I feel it right here. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for being with us and giving us your time. We're honored to have you. We want to know who you are. We want to know about Epic Movement. We want to know um, about what you do. Can you give us some some insight? Yes, I can. And first off, thank you so much. Thank you guys so much for the opportunity to display our work. Um, I'm eternally grateful. I'm super excited, super happy. Um, I also want to thank Ms. Funk because Ms. Funk is a big reason why, you know, I was able to be here today. So I'm so excited. Uh, she's a mentor of mine as well. So I'm extremely and loving excited for her. Um, EPIC. EPIC stands for Extraordinary People, Ideas, Imagination, and Creativity. Um, And I came up with an acronym uh, because I wanted people to kind of understand what it was in like one simple phrase, if I could, because I have this philosophy that I believe that everyone could be a dance artist, right, with this philosophy, right? So I wanted to come up with a way that anyone can uh, tap into that, whether they say that they can dance or not. Uh, because dance to me is very much in the fabric of what it means to be human. Mm. Um, so even when someone, even there's a, there's a kid nervous in my dance class, I always tell them that that nervous movement that you made is a part of your movement as it is today. Right. And so when they move from that space, then they start to say, Whoa, everything I'm doing is so kind of, you know, kind of tricks people to realize that, that everyone is is that everyone is that artist with their movement when they really tap in and go into that. Um, I started out in a dance style known as crump. Uh, I'm still a crumper. Uh, the culture is very uh, much uh, tied to South L.A. I actually live in South L.A. in this art gallery, which is uh, amazing that I'm able to still be rooted in the community, but still be rooted in the industry as well. Um, and crump is a very expressive dance style that usually people say is aggressive, but I like to say crump is very passionate, right? Crump is a passion from uh, the inner cities right right here in this community. Um, Tadeis, who is the creator, a big influence of mine. I grew up in Dallas, Texas, but I've had the pleasure of meeting him throughout my life and being able to talk with him, communicate with him, um, and really being able to understand uh, Crump in a way uh, where I'm also distant being from Texas, but also I'm able to understand it because the pioneers, right? So uh, friendships with people like Concrete and B-Dash and all these amazing um, artists who are Crumpers, who are in the industry right now, but there's so many crumbs that people don't know of and so many ideas, uh, but to couple it all into one, uh, I want, uh, I used to dance to theatrical scores when I used to battle in crump as a kid and they, I used to get made fun of, fun of it for, uh, for a long time. Uh, but then I had mentors and other crumpers say freedom, we didn't say you won the battle because you were technically not crumping, <laughs> right? So technically you're not crumping. And I was like, but I'm still doing the crump movements. I'm still getting booked, right? But they're like, no, it's something different, right? So I really tapped into that, especially into my college years. 
uh, and came up with this style of dance called as Epic, right? Using these crumb styles, but also using my love of film and cinema and also using my love of other dance forms and really tapping into more human approaches to movement, right? That are very, um, very basic, right? Basic things that we can do every day. So that's epic and a long, long story short. Also, it kind of shows where I'm from, Dallas, Texas, but also how uh, I'm just an amalgamation of, of so much of what this country is, especially cinematically, because when I think of America, I think of America as the, the film country, right? What we put on screen, the whole world kind of regurgitates as, wow, that's America, right? And so I have this love of the film screen and the images and the motion pictures, but how it relates to human life and why is storytelling so important to people? So that's that in a nutshell. Wow. It, it's, it sounds like, and it's something I respect so much because I feel like I've been this way, is that you follow what you, what what your heart and what your soul told you to do. And it wasn't necessarily what you've seen exactly what another person did. You had to just develop your own self and you have certainly done that. Can you remind me again, extraordinary people Extraordinary people, ideas, imagination, and creativity. Wow. Okay. And um, because of that, and you get the whole Willy Wonka comparison. Yeah. Oh. You, should I explain that? Yeah, 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 please. I will explain myself. <laughs> but um, uh, Willy Wonka, uh, growing up, I used to... Uh, I used to want to find a way to describe the way I thought about the world. And like, whenever I wanted to find a mentor of like, okay, who is, who is someone in life that I can emulate that, that is, is thinking the way I want to think. And I couldn't find like a person. It was always like maybe one off thing that that person did that I was like, oh, okay, that, no, that's not it. But when I saw Willy Wonka, Willy Wonka, is this is this kid who got obsessed with this idea around chocolate right and the idea of the chocolate like evolved into other aspects of who he is within the chocolate. I know it sounds crazy, but when you watch Willy Wonka in the chocolate factory, he has all these inventions based around chocolate. Right. Um, and so that's how I think about with movement. Um, I love dance and movement, but I also people don't really know how to describe sometimes like because usually people meet me in different ways. So they either meet me on a stage or they meet me like dancing at a session or they'll meet me at a tech company or they'll meet me on set and they're like freedom. OK, he's obviously a director or he's obviously this or he's obviously someone who only does movement this way. And so I had to figure out how do I show, how do I tell people in one sentence what that means? And so Willy Wonka has the, uh, the gobstoppers. He has like the different machines, the squirrel, like he has all these different things around chocolate. And I feel like movement is my chocolate, right? And finding different ways to present movement to people in the world and uh, having like dance. I have some ideas. I won't explain it all over the podcast, but I have some ideas for the inner city of how we can help people with movement in a way that they never thought uh, that it was possible, even inventions that have to do with movement, right? And so 
as I get older and as I grow and as people go, oh, freedom, I'll, you should do this, right? It'll give me access to put in one of the plans that I have to help people through movement, right? So the movement factory will continue to grow, you know. And last thing I'll say to that is, um, I have this idea called the arc, right? I always thought like, what can I leave people behind after I'm gone? And instead of me leaving behind, let's say, uh, a building, right? Everyone has like, I'm gonna build this structure or this statue and everyone looks at it and they go, wow, that guy who lived back then, he was a great guy, right? But in reality, I'm one of those people that think that no one really ever remembers the person who invented the wheel or the people who invented the wheel, but we have the wheel, right? And so for me, I wanna leave through movement in, our, in the body, uh, kind of mental real estate, right? And so as a Willy Wonka, I want to leave behind a legacy, not necessarily in a real estate, which I will build a, a buildings and things, but I want to leave behind a mental real estate that people won't even know why they do that, right? They won't even know why they dance that way. They don't even know why it's in there, but it's in there because um, I crafted it and, and just shared it with others, right? It's kind of like martial arts. Like, so even, even the act of certain martial arts is a mental real estate. And so you may say, oh, this is Kung Fu. But if you go to like my, my mentor's martial arts style, it's called Baji Kwan. And like, if you go really deep, it's like a family style. And sometimes there's certain movements that they don't know why they do it, but people over hundreds of years have broken in. So long story short, that's that's like the Willy Wonka feel. And I, I wanted it to also be a mental feel, like something that people don't even know that's there, but it's it's there. So wow. Okay. So basically he was like a genius, chocolate genius, and I'm gonna call you an artistic genius. Oh, oh I happy oh. to glory. Just and I wanna be the first one to say that I'm looking forward to witnessing where you're going next from here. I'm really looking forward to it because yes. I, I can already see that it's going to be an interesting journey. What do you think, Ms. Brandy? Well, I think I'm I'm digesting this all. And this is what I'm going to be thinking about as I'm like in the bed falling asleep. I'm just going to be, <laughs> you know, because I, I am, I'm blown away which is, you know, I'm not blown away all the time, but I'm blown away by this. And just like Micaiah, I'm just like, okay, I need to be watching out for you as time goes on. I mean, I'm just imagining all different, and plus with the technology that we have and the way technology is going and, you know, how you're talking about, you know, family styles and things like that and people doing the movement, not recognizing why they do the movement. I mean, that's... That is how you, you know, kind of, you know, the building you build or whatever it is you make your legacy, you know, that you're talking about just projecting your legacy into like the evolution of humans, humankind. Right. So, yes, um, I will be thinking about that a lot. <laughs> uh, um, and so uh, I am so excited to see what you're going to bring to the stage um, this year at the dance fest. And so I know you have two pieces. And so I, I want to learn about and hear about the pieces. And if you can start by sharing the, the names of the pieces with us. Uh, the first piece will be called existence. 
And we're going to be doing a Hans Zimmer tribute, mm-hmm. one of my favorite composers. Um, and then the second piece will be called Stimulus Ed Reparations, which will be a song that I made during the pandemic. Um, and the meaning of it, uh, you'll kind of see through like the, the musical rendition and like the words that I put inside of it as well. Um, yeah. How many dancers are you using and what what styles, what forms are they doing? Okay. Well, I have uh, me and four other dancers uh, that will be with me uh, for these two pieces. Um, I'll have, I'll explain just each person. So I have Tay White. Uh, he's an amalgamation. He's from Florida. So he has a lot of uh, Florida dance styles within his, his body. Uh, he knows how to stick. I don't know if you guys know what that is as well, but like, I don't want to try to do it over the podcast because I would. Oh no, no I was totally, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. I don't know. I don't know how to do it. I don't want to try. But he's amazing at that. And he's That's a, something for us to research later. After these podcasts, I'm always on Google looking. I don't even want to I don't even want to say what it is. He does Florida amazing Florida dance styles. Okay. I think some of them is like the Florida bounce and things like that. So I would let him uh, kind of show that. Uh, also, as well, uh, he does contemporary ballet, tap jazz, you know, and so he's well versed and trained. So he brings that into the hip hop arena. Um, I have animated Jay, powerful street dance. He does a lot of finger movement as well. So he's very articulate. Each each finger, each motion is very articulate. Um, uh, he's 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 eclectic in so many ways that I wish more people have are able to see him. Uh, so this is a reason why I loved and wanted to bring him out. Another dancer we have is Chad Geiger. Um, he is a phenomenal contemporary artist, phenomenal. But I used to th- I used to think, oh, Chad, you wouldn't be able to do this until I'd shown. And he's one of the reasons. A lot of the dancers who dance with me are the reasons why I really understood that anyone could really do anything with the right word or the right, the right, uh, the right t- teaching format, right? But Chad, he just picks up, and you're like, wow, you can't even tell that he didn't do hip hop. You just be like, oh wow, oh yeah, he's got it. But like, he just, he just kind of one of those people that blurs the lines and breaks the barrier, right, of what's possible. Uh, And then I have Malik Bannister, uh, one of my day one epicers, (laughs) lack of a better word. Um, He is, his spirit is out of this world. When I, if I say Malik, we're going to get parachutes and we're jumping off the Empire State. He's like, say no more, say less. Right. So he's a powerful all around dancer. And each dancer will be uh, showcasing Epic through their styles. Right. Because Epic is more of a symphonic movement. Right. So we're we're um, think of me as like the movement composer and everyone who does the shows or pieces with me are uh, a part of the ensemble. So each one brings a specific artistry to the format. And so through the pieces, especially through existence, we want to show just like, oh, this artist is this, this artist is this, this artist is that. But together we do this, right? And so people can really see, ah, right. Uh, This is a symphony rather than uh, me forcing anyone to do anything, but it's still cohesive. The story, my part is the the composer is to still bring the structure of the story and to still bring the structure of the piece. Um, and those are the dancers. Um, yeah. 
And so I noticed that you, although you, your base um, that you started in uh, was Crump, you don't just bring Crumpers to perform with you. Tell me um, your decision making behind that. Well, uh, one, one, like I said earlier, um, whenever I, whenever I will go crump battle right and i would dance to the type of music i would dance to they would say wow that's not technically crump so what i did was is i tried to find out what part of it was the crump and what part of it was the difference right because you know even though even though i do my own thing as epic when i come to the crump arena i still try to just crump right because still respect for the style and all my my i would say crump is a very new style but i would just still say my ancestors like my my mentors and everyone in that style um but when i do epic um really highlighting those difference between what's crump and epic and now that i kind of took epic out then i could place epic on anybody and then they go oh that's this is epic i'm doing epic when i do these things right and so there's certain things i don't have a whole lesson over epic right now but there's certain th i'll teach three things but one thing is the finger roll right this finger roll situation here right so everyone does finger rolls and they're dancing right but i learned through my dance that that whenever the roll of the finger, I can transition this hand into, uh, let's say different sign language or different forms of language that, because I learned that our face and our hand really provides um, uh, the conversation between people more than just the body. So most dancers you see just do the body, but, but I would be like, what's the difference between this dancer and that dancer? And I realized the epic part of what makes the difference between this guy being super epic compared to that guy is the face and the hands, even if it's the same choreography, right? And so the transition of the finger rolls going in between, this is a good thing, right? This is a bad thing. If someone flicks somebody off, it automatically brings like an emotion, no matter what my face is doing. So these finger rolls transitioning between those different things is very powerful. So I can just sit there and do finger rolls and transition between good things and bad things. And then people would just automatically go, oh, I know what that means. Oh, I know what that means. Oh, I'm connected to that without me even having to lab and practice 100%. So that's like a, a, a tool of Epic is that another tool of Epic, uh, let me see one that's quick. We have the five S's, which are stand, uh, stand, stability, uh, sprint, uh, stride, and our stare. So first is the stare, which is very powerful. Where I look at my focus point is extremely powerful. So sometimes during the piece, you'll see us literally just stare at people, but it'll be so effective because we're kind of getting into the core of the anatomy of like a human. Uh, so the stare, the stance, how we stand will be very important. So you'll see a stand specifically in certain ways. Um, uh, our stability, how we keep, so like even in all dance, there's a way that we keep stable as dancers. So uh, you know how you say a pot of array and the kickball change, a step, 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 a salsa has the top, 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 top. No matter what you do, it's this simple stability movement. We have really just about three or five that are really just simple. Every dance uses it, no matter how crazy it looks. So I teach people that stability and they automatically, when they're doing choreography, they go, oh my God. And the last thing I'll say, I won't teach another epic concept, but the last thing I'll say is 
what really promotes the epic within the piece uh, is um, um, as a freestyle dancer first, coming in as a freestyle dancer, I didn't know how to do choreography, right? And so learning choreography, I had to learn ways to get the choreography because these people were more skilled in choreography, like picking up images than I was. So I had to, I had to ignore the choreographer and then see like, what is it this choreographer is actually doing? So long story short to say, I had to use that. That's the core, that's more the basis to where Crump, uh, Crump has its own core, right? And so I had to really, so now that I have the core of this epic, then I could just place that on any dancer, even if it was someone who didn't know how to dance, I could just place the core of Epic on them. And just by the, the roles alone, you can create the whole piece, right? And so, yeah, I'm inspired by a lot of European choreographers as well and their minimalism as well. Mm. So that helps me also really, that, they helped me actually know that it was possible seeing a lot of these uh, European minimalism, uh, Greek theater, uh, like Dimitri um, and Johan uh, Borghese, like just very simple motions that I'm like, ah, I'm like, they're making millions doing these simple motions, right? But it means a lot, it means a lot, but, but, but I'm like, but I'm like, it doesn't have to be that, it does have to be artistic, but it doesn't have to be that artistic for people to really get it if you know what the core of what they're they're driving at. But that's why I chose to do uh, not always have crumbers. But when I have crumbers, it makes it look that much crazier too. Well. well, I mean, what part of what we like to do on this podcast is educate our listeners and us all the time about basic forms uh, and we haven't had a crumper have we no we've had so many styles that, and we've had everybody and so i mean i know i love everything that you've done but like i'm so curious already of just like them telling you this is not crump this is what part of it that you were doing was it just the music that they were saying wasn't crump at first it was the music um and then it, it was the way I jab too. So like if I a crumb jab, you have ba ba uh and like these little slap and like a, a pickup, like stuff like that, like these pulls and these pushes, right? So but the, the arms are very much more staccato, right? Some people still have character and things like that, but it still comes back to this, this, and that. Um, but what I would do as a kid. I don't know why I would do it. This is why this is why I knew I had to do something about it. But as a kid, I would tell people like, "Yo, man, I'm just gonna have rap fingers," and I was like doing like this, <laughs> and they were like, "Frida, what are you talking about?" <laughs> and I was like doing this, or I do that. Boom, I do that, and that's something that people make fun of me for. They go, "Yo, freedom." Oh, they have fun and they love that. And now it's like a staple. They go, "Oh, right, the epic hands, right?" Because as a kid, I would go. And then they'd be like, Freedom, are you trying to do magic on us? Like, what is happening? Yes, you are doing magic on us. <laughs> <laughs> nah, it's just so funny though. But that's that's essentially uh 
the the difference would be that and then also sometimes i wouldn't jab i would it would be the way i would uh i would start to dance and emote the piece i didn't even know i didn't know what contemporary was but i would start to kind of do contemporary movements during like a really heavy like a really heavy crumb beat i would start to do like flowing motions and people would be like freedom you ain't even through a jab yet you know and so i'd be like ah okay I see there's something else my body wants to to kind of do, you know? Yeah. That is beautiful. That is beautiful. Just when you have, you know, the different, you know, crump is crump, right? And full respect, right? And then you come into that and you, you're drawn into it, but then, you know, you just organically, something is born out of you doing crump, right? And crump coming through you. So, I mean, I, that is, I think that when you get on stage at Dance Fest, it's going to be, there's going to be a lot of silence. I think there's going to be silence or just like hella loud. <laughs> ah. Well, you know, I always say when people are silent, it's usually when they're moved. Yes. They, they yeah. can't really say anything, you mm -hmm. know. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Hopefully, you know, I really, I really want to. That's why I'm I'm glad you chose those two pieces because I to have uh, a, a very dynamic like <laughs> that kind of piece, you know, very dynamic piece, but then having something that's more rooted, yeah. So where people can get okay, this person, people are not just ah, or they're not just mm, they're, they, people have that range but even in the dynamic piece you'll feel that range but even in the in the in the more calmer piece you'll still feel like the whoa right so that you can see that there really is no difference between the, the chaos and the creation of mm -hmm. the, the big bang if you will you know no, that's what I like to, to bring. That's what kind of inspires me. And it's our first time having you on our stage. And that's always fun, you know, to have somebody new to share with the audiences here. Mm -hmm. eee, we're excited. So we have a new thing um, that we created the other day. And it's called, <laughs> it's called the Jar of Silly Questions. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> because we like to it, ask the last question on a lighter note, you know. So we we came up with some questions, and now I'm just going to pick one out and ask it to you. Are you ready? Yeah. I have two left feet. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I need glasses. Okay. It says, what are your opinions on... <laughs> Oh, no. oh. What are your opinions on two dancers having romantic relationships in the same dance company? Mm. My boss had a quote when I was, uh, oh, that's a really powerful question. By the way. Yeah, it's not that silly, is it? Hey, it's not that silly. But hey, you know what? I'm here for the tough questions because life is not about being so easy all the time. Uh, but um my boss, when I was in college, he had a quote. He said, he said that he's the S word, but he said, never poop where you eat. <laughs> and I was like, hmm. And that yes, yes, yes. That has stayed with me, you know. And there was a big artist, her name was Marina Abramovic. And she had a quote that she said, artists must never date artists. I was like, that is horrible, right? <laughs> but based off of that, 
the idea is is that you could if you my thought is if you did it if you if you had relations you better be for dang sure that's the that's your person right because if you if you go into it for not then you will create more harm you know people say you know and this probably goes into my philosophy of love people say love without you know but love is love the way we have love in america is very fairly new in in human existence as far as the way people love in america and like the quickness Mm. in america and so but in reality you know even when you look into asian uh, philosophies commitment and duty is very important right so if you see this this person that you just like man oh man you just it's better for for them to be friends i feel than to jump into a very serious committed relationship until you are like we're doing this but you can't help it if 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 you so sure and it happens and then everything goes away life is with was not without complications so but i guarantee you most people who get in relationships is only because that person looks real bomb on stage and you just want to get with them. sexy yeah. yeah. Well, you know, we I definitely have a rule in soul force. Um, one is don't fart in this rehearsal, go to outside and close the door. Yeah, <laughs> and the don't. other is no effing. Um, yeah. fill in the blank. Mm-hmm. Now, you know, when they listen to me and they still do what they do, I've seen it go bad, and then I've seen it where two of my dancers are engaged to be married and they broke the rules many years ago and they've been together and he just proposed to her you know so like you said maybe they really were the one for each other and they had no choice but to to gravitate it's i, I think that the friendship is the most important part though too maybe i don't know how they got together but maybe they really established more of a friendship mm-hmm for a while, for a long time before it got really serious, you know, because I don't know, I feel like in life you have to, for everything you do, you count the cost, not just the, the financial, but also the spiritual, the physical, the mental, you know, and if you're about to say yes to something that has too many costs. And that's what I was telling you too, before we got on the call, like a week, like every week I try to, every Sunday I try to assess the cost of like, okay, what did you do this week? What did you throw on yourself? What did you pay for? Did you know you weren't supposed to pay for? And I go, what are the the things that I should keep? And then what are the things that, although hard, I have to deal with this. If I don't, then my life will, there will be consequences whether I, I like it or not, you know? So it doesn't matter what I think about it. It's like, what is the truth of the reality of the situation? Yeah. Very conscious and thoughtful and insightful of you. Very mature. Mm. Right? Still learning. Still growing. Every week. (laughs) Every week, right. (laughs) That's good. Well, I think those are all of our questions. Yeah. Yes. We are so happy to have started our third season of the Respect Podcast with you. Um, Like I said, I have a lot to think about for like days probably up until i see you see these pieces oh my goodness ask me any questions you want all right yes everybody just uh know that we are live again 
at the San Francisco International Hip Hop Dance Fest. Freedom will be there at both Program A and Program B. He'll be doing one of the pieces in one of the programs and the other piece in both, so you will be able to come and see it all. Where at and when, Ms. Brandy? What? November 11th, 12th, 13th at the Palace of Fine Arts. We've been there for a minute. Yeah. Come on out. Yes, it's beautiful. Oh, I'm so glad to be sitting in those seats with people on stage and tech rehearsal. And I'm going to be tired afterwards. <laughs> always are. Yes, always are. Yeah, so everything, that's what's going on. One Love is happening in November. Just a kickoff for Dance Fest season. We've got people coming to San Francisco to share their artistry with us as usual. We are also trying to build ourselves back so that we can have a 25th year. All of this and more can be found at sfhiphopdancefest.com. Once again, Freedom, thank you so much for your time and sharing so much for all of us. And until next time, much respect, everyone. Be excited. <laughs> <laughs>